Welcome to Tech Tools for Teachers, a podcast on photo editing software. I am Claire Anderson, and today I am joined by my co-hosts... Quentin Adair. Carden Crockett. And Eliza Oscarson. Photo manipulation is useful for English majors to be familiar with, since it's used in creative writing to make book covers, and it's useful in technical communication to create infographics and instruction manuals. But that is not the full extent of its capabilities. What we're specifically focusing on in this podcast is how photo manipulation tools can benefit teachers. The following photo manipulation softwares we will be discussing today can all be used as very beneficial tools in the classroom. First up is Photoshop, which we all know is a powerful image editing software tool that allows users to manipulate and enhance digital images using a wide range of tools and features. Some of the pros of this offers a vast array of tools and features that allow for precise image manipulation and editing, professional grade results, it provides high quality results with its advanced technologies, provides lots of creative freedom, it provides an extensive set of tools that enable users to explore their creativity and achieve their artistic vision through photo manipulation and digital art. Some of the cons, it has a steep learning curve since it has so many features and capabilities. It's very complex and challenging to learn, so it requires a lot of time and effort to be proficient at. It costs a lot of money. It's a premium software that comes with a subscription-based pricing. It's resource intensive, so it can require significant system resources such as processing power and memory. There are definitely pros and cons to this software, but we all know it's one of the most popular image editing softwares that can be used. Just like Kyra was saying about how Photoshop can be used to change and edit photos, it can be especially useful in the classroom as teachers are able to use it to create presentations or to come up with fun activities for their class to use. As Claire mentioned, there is kind of a steep learning curve, and so it can be a little bit difficult for teachers to master it. A couple helpful resources are YouTube, for example. You can uh, watch YouTube videos in order to learn how to use all the different features on Photoshop, but overall definitely would highly recommend this for teachers. Another software that can be used for image manipulation is Clip Studio Paint. Clip Studio Paint is basically Photoshop with a lot more options that are geared more toward illustrators. If you want something that's a bit more simple to figure out, Photoshop is what you should go for. However, Clip Studio Paint just has many more options if you do want to branch out into more complicated illustrations or even animations that could be used in the classroom, though it's understandable if that's not what you want to branch out to as a teacher. It also doesn't require a subscription. And so that's kind of how you get to paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for Photoshop over time is that it requires a um, subscription, but Clip Studio Paint doesn't. The only real drawback is that typing is a bit difficult, like text box, text box features are a bit difficult to use. That's really it for Clip Studio Paint. So Clip Studio Paint can do everything Photoshop can without paying a subscription, and the only hindering thing is typing, then why would I ever use Photoshop instead of Clip Studio? That's a good question. Um, Clip Studio Paint can be harder for people to navigate, so if you're a teacher, you don't have a lot of time to really figure out the ins and outs of a new software, Photoshop would be it for you. You might also get Photoshop for free from the place that you're working at, the school. (laughs) That's what I was going to mention too. I feel like a lot of times teachers or just schools in general have, already have prepaid subscriptions to, you know, Creative Cloud. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're probably already set up with that anyway. 
Yeah, Clip Studio Paint would be like an investment over time versus Photoshop, which might which might be free depending on your facility. We understand that there's some people who might not have the powerful computers that Photoshop might need, or for example, Clip Studio does require a bit, or perhaps you're someone who's more on the move. Another image manipulation software that is localized entirely in your browser, which is Photopia. Photopia is a web-based graphic design software that is free to use, though it is supported by ads. Like Photoshop, it has a premium subscription option that you can pay for monthly. However, compared to Photoshop's $60 a month, Photopia's is, Photopia's is only $3.33 per month, and you can pay it as long as you want, where Photoshop may lock you into some of the requirements. The reasons that one might want to use this software, even though it arguably is not as powerful as Clip Studio or Adobe Photoshop, simply because it's localized within your browser, is that you can access it from your browser in multiple ways. You can even use it on your phone or download it onto your computer. Even though it is localized to your browser, it can still open multiple file types. It's able to open PSDs, PDFs, AI, even some raw photos and regular photo styles. Quite similar to Photoshop's dashboard, it doesn't seem to be very different which means that it's easy to learn. It's about the same learning curve as Photoshop without the complex costs. However, that, does mean, that doesn't mean that it's without its cons. Because Photopia is free and online, it is fueled by advertisements, and they're not too intrusive, but they are going to be on your page all the time. It also, because it's on a browser, it doesn't run on every single browser. You can access the web browser version from Safari, so you can use it on your phone. Photopia only works with 8-bit color channels as well, meaning that if you're trying to work with high-resolution graphics photography, it's not going to work the best. And unlike Photoshop, it doesn't offer cloud storage, which Again, if you're only using this as a one-time use, for example, as an English teacher who just needs to make a graphic for a class, it's great. You can just download it to your computer, you can boot it up on your browser, have an image Photoshop within minutes. But if this is something that you're going to be using for a long term, and this is something that you need to be using all the time, for example, like my colleagues mentioned, if your university or teaching institution does offer Photoshop, it's probably better to just stick with that. There are also missing features that you can't use in Photopia, for example, vector patterns or gradient meshes, but... It still compares easily to Photoshop, just a dumbed-down free version if you're looking for something easy and accessible. Now, just to wrap up, just going to go over the three programs that we talked about, starting off with Photoshop. This is a very popular option among people who already have access to this, as it does cost a decent amount of money, but it has all of the features that you might need for photo manipulation. Secondly, we had Clip Studio. This one was great for illustrators and people who are just looking to do any sort of art on their own and may have more advanced features that teachers might not necessarily need to use. It does also require a decent amount of time in order to learn the features and functions, and so it might not be the best for your situation. Finally, Photopia, the alternative alternative free version with the premium option for $3.39 a month, or $33 a month. <laughs> um, this one might be great for you if you're just planning on doing a short project and don't have the time or want to spend the time to learn all of the features that you might need with the other two previously mentioned and could be a great alternative for you. Thank you for joining us on the latest episode of Image Wizards. Uh, next time we'll be talking about nothing as this is a one-off podcast and we will never do this again. Um, thanks. Thanks.